This is one of our best episodes ever. Frank the Pegasus is a Twitch partner. She has a massive love for charity streaming. So in this episode, she's going to give us her best charity streaming advice. But she also goes really deep into community and how it affects your growth on Twitch. This is one of those episodes that before the show, we threw so much deep knowledge at people about how to grow a community and then we we're like oh crap maybe we should start recording and bring back some of this magic during the actual filming of this episode so this is gonna be a really good one let's get started What's up, streamers? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I hope you enjoyed the last episode. We went over how to, actually not how to, anything. We talked about 2018 uh, with my own content and talking about wins and losses and going into 2019. So I hope that episode was helpful for you. Make sure that you tweet at me and you know let me know what you think about that because I know that one was a little bit different than usual. But in this episode, we're going to talk to Frank the Pegasus, who is a Twitch partner. She's got some of the best content that I have seen. She is an incredible incredible person. I I love Frank so much. I love her stream, everything that she's done with her community. And I don't know how this girl comes up with all of the stream ideas that she does, but she does it. And she also has a full-time job and she, she raises a ton of money for charity. It's crazy what she has done. We're going to go deep into that and just the community aspect of streaming. Hope you all enjoy. I'll see you after the episode. Hello, right. everyone, and welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today with us, we have Frank the Pegasus. What's up, That's Frank? It you. Frank is a Twitch and Discord partner. She got her start by being partnered in the creative community back whenever it was still pretty new. And also, okay, she had to pivot her content. She also does a lot of charity streams, so we're going to get into that. Let's yeah. let's just let's start with our first question here, Frank, which is oh, like the right. very beginning, right? How did you find Twitch and start streaming? Oh boy. I found Twitch through GDQ, which is Games Done Quick, which is a huge charity event that happens twice a year where speedrunners um get together and do a 24/7 marathon for an entire week and raise money for they do Doctors Without Borders one of the day or one of the weeks and then they do the American Cancer Society, I believe, the other one. And that is what I thought Twitch was for a really long time. I sincerely just thought all of Twitch content was speedrunners because those were the only streamers I knew and watched. I just was like, this is a thing where speedrunners hang out and that's cool. <laughs> and it wasn't until I took a big break from Twitch, like that's how I found it. And then I took a big break from Twitch and it was like, Maybe a year or so later, my partner said, hey, there's this streamer that I think you would like. You should watch them. And we did. And that was kind of how I like got back into Twitch. And they were like just a casual gamer. And I was like, oh, this is yeah. this is way different. This is like way, way different than what I thought all of Twitch content was. Yeah. Who, yeah. who was it? Who was that streamer? Do you remember? I do, but I don't talk about it. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> Juicy details. Give me. There are okay. yeah. There's some. It's like not everybody that you meet on Twitch is are good people, and sometimes you find out a little too late that somebody is not a good person. So Aww. just keep that in mind when you guys are all starting out. Like 
be friends with somebody genuinely. <laughs> right. I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's really, really annoying not, that that exists. I'm not because I learned a lot from that experience. Aww. I was like, I was a baby at on Twitch. And I think like going through that experience, you kind of really learn like how to find a genuine person, <laughs> how to find a genuine person that has your best interests at heart, I think. And yeah. it was a, it was a good experience in the end. It was one of those like I I learned from it. So I'm not sorry about it. That's awesome. That's such a good outlook to have. All right. I'm already like in love with this interview. So let, <laughs> let's talk about like your channel. Um, so the first thing that really sticks out to me is that your aesthetic is freaking adorable. Your emotes are freaking adorable. Your all the graphics on your channel are adorable. You're adorable. Your yeah. background's adorable. Everything's freaking cute as heck. Okay. How how important do you think like aesthetic is to growing a community? I don't think I don't think it's aesthetic so much as it is branding. Um, I think branding is really important to a channel because branding will give somebody something consistent to latch onto. My aesthetic and my branding just tends to be adorable and cute. And that is just something that I kind of gravitate toward because that's what I like. I really just stuck with something that I like. And I figured like, hey, I have to look at this all the time and I have to enjoy this all the time. So it might as well be something that I like to look at. Um, and I definitely had like some ideas, especially like after getting partnership and like thinking about my emotes. I always knew like, I don't know, they like look at what other people lo- like look at what other people are doing, find what you like about what they're doing, and then figure out what you don't like as well. That's how I, that's literally how I figured out what I, like my whole aesthetic, I guess. Yeah. I was like, I knew that I didn't want my face and I didn't want myself. Not that I think that those things are bad, but I knew my, I know myself well enough to know that I'm finicky with my hair. So I didn't want an emote that was going to like have to like look like me all the time because I can't afford to change my emotes and it was going to make me personally crazy if it didn't match which like is not true for most people but it is for me (laughs) so I was like well I have this adorable cat he's on stream all the time might as well make that happen and then the Pegasus obviously makes sense because of my name and yeah that's kind of like how I went with those two characters and how that whole like that whole brand was born I guess yeah I love that so much too because I feel like most of the popular emotes that I see on Twitch are cute mm. little characters and not the streamer's face. Like you've got yeah. uh, Rue, right, from Admiral right. Baru. And then you've yeah. got um, like Cauliflower's emotes are, are relatively popular. The dragon, I see the little yep. dragons everywhere. I think I, mm-hmm. I see yours pretty consistently, too, because yours are really adorable, too. I think oh. right now that that the smartest thing is is exactly like you said to kind of like create a character create some kind of of emote that may not necessarily be yourself i feel that same way about emotes like what if i change my hair they mm-hmm. have to all look the same i want them yeah. all to look like they make sense here and people are going to question like, who is that <laughs> yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with saying like because your brand is you and your brand should represent you but i think that there's like for me it was like well I don't, I just didn't want, I, I, I see nothing wrong with somebody who changes their hair from what their emote looks like. I think there's nothing wrong with that. If you're like, 
you know, if you're like blonde one day and decide to dye your hair brown the next and you don't want to change your emote to look that way, like I don't, I actually don't care. <laughs> but I know that I would care if it were me. <laughs> like if I was looking at those emotes, I'd be like, but I'm not blonde anymore. You know, like yes. it would make me crazy. Exactly. Yeah, I just I think that was something that I was like, I'm pretty adamant about this from the start that I want it to be not myself, something that was a little less changing um, and that I could like play with a little bit more. Plus, like, who doesn't love an adorable cat? Especially (laughs) with a heart butt. The heart butt was their first emote. That was their affiliate emote. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) Never Ah. changing it. (laughs) I'm not crying. This is fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's see. You you got started on Twitch through GDQ. Um, mm-hmm. You established this freaking adorable branding. Let's talk about like <laughs> the partnership journey. You've kind of shared this with us a, a little bit before we actually mm-hmm. started recording. So you might feel like you're repeating yourself here, but That's share okay. with us that journey of partnership and and kind of what that that experience was like. Yeah. So I made. Like I started gaming on Twitch because that's what I knew it to be. And then I discovered creative content and decided that I wanted to kind of dabble in that. And for whatever reason, when I started doing creative content, that's when my channel kind of like took off, which is backwards for a lot of people, I think. But it wasn't for me. It was it was something that people really enjoyed that I did. I did Perler art. And I basically like at first I was just doing it occasionally. And then I realized like that's something that people are really enjoying about what I what I'm doing. And I was really enjoying it. And I had a bunch of projects that I had like kind of backlogged that I wanted to do. I've always been a crafty person. So I was like, well, if I can craft all day on Twitch and like see like see success with that, then I might as well do that. That makes sense to me. Um, So I started doing creative content I think consistently probably around like May. Um, I got partnered almost exactly a year ago. So it was May of 2017. Yeah, I know what date it is. Um, <laughs> I started being like consistent. And I also took that pledge at that time to like be really consistent with my content and like be live at the same time across the board, no matter what day I was streaming, it was the exact same time. And I very rarely missed a stream. And that was something that I kind of like took an oath to do. And I don't think that those two things are unrelated. Um, But that's kind of how I saw the metrics in terms of like getting partnership. And I would say that I really, really started to see the metrics um, like around like September of 2017 and then I got partnered in November early November um yeah Mm, that's so good and I think you have a you have a a great lesson in there about consistency right Mm -hmm. like that is so huge and that's something that Uh that we did on this channel too was I used to say things like we stream Wednesday Thursday and Friday at 12 p.m central and that is when we are live we don't skip a stream and we're not late like that is a commitment I say that currently on my stream I will tell people that hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) I say I say I stream at these times I'm not late Yeah, I am not late because I think it's important. And I say, and I rarely take a day off and you'll know ahead of time if I'm going to, because I think it's really important to have that consistency for a lot of people, because if they don't know when, when to find you, if they don't know when their favorite TV show is on, they're not going to watch that TV show. Right. They're going to be like, oh, I caught it on one time and it was great. And I loved it. But now I have no idea when to find it again. And I will also say 
telling people a lot when you are live and making it really easy for them to find that information is super, super important because I feel like people... You need to make it easy for people. Right. They have a lot going on. This might be your entire life and this might be everything you're passionate about. But let me tell you, they don't. They don't have that. <laughs> it's like they, they have so many other things going on and you need to be totally aware of that and be OK with that. Um, I think I said, gosh, was this two days ago yesterday? What, what year is it <laughs> that I was saying, if you want to be a streamer, 90 percent of what you have to do is just answer the same questions over and over and over again with patience and with kindness. Just assume that that person is busy or unaware or has never met you before or doesn't know what Twitch is. Assume that every single time, because let me tell you how many times I've answered what my tattoos are of, you know, do I have a piercing? When I go live, what game is this? What games am I playing? Like, you just have to be okay with answering those questions, I think, because if you're not, then I don't know, that annoyance is going to show through and you can't assume that everybody cares as much about your stream as you do because they don't. Okay. You were nervous <laughs> about don't. this and you're like slaying it. So I don't know why the heck you were nervous. I have no idea. You're killing this. Uh, okay. Consistency. Truth delay, guys. So good. You have so you and you're saying things that I'm like yelling all the time during the cast, which <laughs> makes me feel really validated. <laughs> you should. You should. So okay. Consistency. Love it. Obsessed with it. Like commit, right? You kind of have to have mm -hmm. that mindset shift where you commit mm -hmm. to the thing. Uh, making yeah. things easy for people. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like assume that people just assume that they're dumb, right? Like just assume that they, they can't yeah. see and that, and I don't mean that as like assume no, they're not like they're judge them, but like, like make it really that. easy, right? For them to get that knowledge. Super busy. Super busy. Yeah. I made. I made an at everyone announcement today reminding people that I was streaming because this is my day off. And I made an everyone announcement in Discord saying, hey, guys, I'm streaming. It's not on my channel. It's at this time. And I had somebody in Discord say, did I miss it three hours ago? And I was like, <laughs> no, I just said, like, no, it's at this time. And I will promise to ping you. You can go there now. She's currently live. Like, then you won't miss it. Like, because, like, honestly, truly, it doesn't matter that I already announced it and that I've been talking about it all week and that it's on Twitter and that it was on Instagram and it was in Discord two other times this week. It doesn't matter because they didn't see it then. They had a question. And if I don't answer it, then that person's missing out. Mm -hmm. Such a good role model. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was me because I don't read everything. We still love you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, yeah. You're, you're still, it's okay. We'll be nice. Okay. Forever. Um, all right. So let's, let's try to like get back to your story a little bit. Cause otherwise I'll just freaking giggle and laugh forever. Um, all right. So, so you, you, uh, you got partnered off of creative content. Mm -hmm. You've changed up a little bit. You were like consistent and, and everything else and, and mm -hmm. super obviously welcoming and accepting of people's life situations, which is just a fantastic yes. mindset to have. But yeah. I think we really need to talk about that pivot because 
a lot of people like there there comes a point in i think most streamers careers where they just might not be able to stream the content they've been streaming for so long mm-hmm. anymore right for variety mm-hmm. streamers the pivot happens all the time for people who are streaming like one game and they stream it to the point of exhaustion and they're super mm-hmm. tired of it that might be yeah. you know six months or so we have no idea but that happens for like everybody so how did you handle that pivot and how should somebody else handle theirs so learn from my mistakes i did the pivot incorrectly and then correctly (laughs) i had to correct some mistakes so i did the pivot by not paying attention to what was working with my channel and just deciding I want to play games. These are the games that I'm interested in. I'm going to throw these games in with creative content and we'll see what happens. And I played games that were story driven and really dialogue heavy. And I played games that were not allowing me to read chat very well. And it turns out that the thing that was really working on my channel was the fact that I make conversation constantly. Like I read... If you've ever been to my chat, you know that I will say, I'm behind on chat. Let me scroll up. Let me read what you guys have to say. I don't miss a comment. And if I do, I make sure that you guys know, like, please repeat yourself. Like, I will say that also on repeat, like every 10 minutes. If I miss something, please repeat yourself because I don't want to. And I ignored all of that. And instead, I played games like Life is Strange, where we just shut up for you know, 20 minutes at a time and watch a cutscene together. And it's not that we didn't have a good time doing that, but it completely was a derailment from what my my whole channel is about, which is community and conversation and this like bonding thing that I had created while doing creative content. So once I realized that, I was like, you know, there are games that I enjoy that I can play repeatedly and also very easily continue a conversation at the same time. So I started with The Sims because I already knew the community. I already knew a lot of Sims streamers. So I already had a network base there and I consistently played The Sims. And I kind of started over by rebuilding myself under one game. And it was this is like a long game pivot, but you don't have to do what I did because you can kind of make this shift like from this point that I'm talking about The Sims. You can you can start here and not make the mistake of ruining your channel and having to rebuild. Um, (laughs) Like, don't do that part. I did that part. It wasn't a good idea. (laughs) Um, But basically, I played The Sims really consistently, and that became, like, my main game, quote-unquote. And then I had a couple of days where I played other games, and they were also really community-based, and they were also simulation games. So it was games like Stardew Valley. It was games like... um, I don't know. I can't think of any other titles off the top of my head, but it was stuff like that. And then I also varied my Sims content so that I knew I wasn't going to get burned out in it because I'm able to do that with that game in particular. So like I can play gameplay and I can also build and I can do a challenge and I can do sub Sims, house flipper. Yeah, that was definitely one. (laughs) Um, So other simulation games. So I was staying kind of in the same genre while still playing the Sims, I would say, I think it was like four out of the five days that I was live, I was playing The Sims. Um, And then from there, I kind of whittled it away. And I still say, like, I keep my content the exact same on, like, my content varies from day to day, but not week to week, if that makes sense. I play simulation, I play The Sims, and I do gameplay on Tuesday. I play The Sims on Thursday, and I do building every single week. That is what I do. (laughs) And then like there is for the month of October, there's horror stuff happening on Monday. 
and maple story has kind of taken over a lot of the other pockets so like there are still variations in there but i'm really consistent about that consistency thing i think is key and the pivot away from doing sims content all the time was slow really slow um and i also make sure to tell everybody what i'm doing all week long so that they can prepare for that entire week, I put out an announcement in Discord on Monday so that they can say, like, they can see, oh, this is when she's doing that thing. Or if they go to my stream on a given day, they can, like, check that that schedule and be like, oh, do I even, am I even interested in the content that she's doing today? Um, so I guess my suggestion for anybody who's looking to pivot their content is to, one, pay attention to what's good in your channel and what people like about your channel. And two, keep the game choice that you are moving away from I guess they're like the, whatever game you're doing, keep whatever game you're going to do next in the same family, because then you won't lose the people. If you're playing an MMO and you switch to playing a simulation game, you're not going to get the same audience. Most people who play MMOs, most, most people who play MMOs are not interested in simulation games. It doesn't quite usually work that way. Said the girl who's currently playing a simulation game and an MMO. We don't talk about that. <laughs> do as she says, not as she does. Yeah, do right? as I say, not as I do. But really though, like it took me a long time to kind of get to a point where I could, and like the thing is like, I wouldn't play, I, Maple Story is different because cuteness is my brand and Maple Story is like ridiculously cute. <laughs> yeah, unless RPing is your thing, but then RP is consistent across that, right? Like, so if I'm role-playing in The Sims and I'm role-playing in the MMO, people are there for my role-playing. They're not there because I'm playing a simulation game and they enjoy that. They're there for the role-playing. So I, I, like marrying your content and saying like, plus like you're probably interested in those games too. <laughs> you know, like keeping those games, I think, consistent and keeping your content kind of... On brand. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Keeping your keeping your brand strong. And in my case, it was games I can play while also reading chat because mm -hmm. that's what works for me. Yeah, because so, you're yeah. super chatty. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love it. I love it. It's it's the same as as us and everything that we're doing here, too. So, um, OK, so you pivoted the content. But there's probably also people that feel like a little negative. They have negative emotions because of that pivot, right? So those people that like left because you weren't doing the creative streaming anymore. Yeah, so how for did, sure. How did you handle that? Um, honestly, I don't know that I had anybody outright say like, I hate that you're not doing creative anymore. Mm -hmm. I more have people that would come in and say, will you do creative? When are you doing creative again? And for a long time, we, we had, I had to answer that question of like, when am I going to do creative again? Why don't you do creative anymore? And so what I did is made it a community goal, which we talked about, I think, before the podcast started. But that's something that I do on my channel to give back to people who watch the channel. They can invest currency into a community goal. And I said, if you want to see me do creative content, invest in that community goal. Like, if that's what you want, bring, like, bring it back. That's fine. And I, I was very, I was very frank with them. I was very frank with them. Um, and I said, I can't do creative consistently anymore. It is a lot on me, but it will probably ever make a comeback as rewards or as an incentive for something or because I want to for a special anniversary or something like that. But I can't do it consistently anymore. 
And so we're not going to, we're doing this now. And, you know, like a lot of those people don't come by the people that were there as like part of the community that was like the core community that wants to hang out with me. Those people are there, but the people that were there for, for creative, I don't see it's a rare day that I see them. And every once in a while, one will pop by and I'm like, oh, I remember you from back when. And like, I hope you're doing well because I miss you. But like, I'm also well aware that like, I just don't create the content that they enjoy anymore. And that's really okay. Mm, such a good mindset and such a, such a unique way of dealing with that too, I think. Like, so a, a lot of people, whenever they pivot, I think they're, they feel upset or they feel guilty, mm. right? And they, they guilt themselves because they, they change and nobody wants to watch them anymore. And they start like freaking out. They're like, oh, all my viewers are gone. What do I do? Do you think like people should feel guilty about pivoting? Uh, no, <laughs> no. The way I looked at it is if I hadn't made that shift away and the way you have to look at it is if you don't make the shift away from doing the same thing every time you go live, if you don't make that shift, you will have to stop streaming. That's the alternative. And that is the thing you would feel guilty about is abandoning them because you just stopped because you cannot keep. I couldn't. There's no way I felt the burnout before I got partnered. And I was like, just keep going, just keep going. Anybody who's close to me at that time can tell you that there were days that I was like, I don't think I can do it anymore. I don't know that I can like, can, I don't know what to do anymore because that burnout was real. Like the, like coming up with creative ideas was running. Like my creative fuel was just tapped. And I also kind of have an ace in my back pocket when people ask me about creative streaming now where I say, I do creative streams. Um, I do private streams for kids in hospitals every Thursday. And oh. those are creative streams. <laughs> I do I do perler art for them privately. So I have a creative outlet. So when they ask me, do you do perler streams? I'm like, yeah, but not for you guys, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> which is sneaky. But it's also a way that I can say, like, I'm not not doing this. I just need to do this on a much lesser scale. I do it for an hour and a half every week and it's great. <laughs> oh, I love I that love so it. much. I love that. Is that that's similar to what Sia is doing? It's the same company, actually. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, stop it's it. such a great group of people. And I love those kids so much. They make me so happy. We did paper crafts this week. Um, I don't know if you can see behind me, mm -hmm. but I have some. I have oh, some the pumpkins little pumpkins. Oh, my we gosh. Those. <laughs> We That's made those so this week cute. and they were making them along with me, I guess. I can't see them, but like they were making them along with me and they were decorating their, their rooms with paper crafts. So oh it was a lot of fun. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> Moving on before I get emotional. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Um, all right. So something else, this is actually really similar to what we're just talking about, which is the charity aspect of mm. your, your streaming yeah. career. Um, so I think like a lot of people have interest in doing charity streams. It's, it's a very amazing thing to do. It's, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Right. Uh, so let's first talk about like what charities you have streamed for. Oh, um, <laughs> a lot of them at this point, um, both big and small campaigns. So like, this may seem like I've done a, a lot of campaigns, but some of them are a lot bigger and some of them are a lot smaller. But we streamed for Direct Relief and for Game Changer, which is the parent company of the one that I stream for every Thursday. Um, 
We've streamed for St. Jude, obviously, because I don't know that anybody on Twitch hasn't streamed for St. <laughs> Jude if they've done a charity stream. Um, Stackup.org, which brings um, gaming gear to veterans and our our troops overseas. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of them all. Um, oh, the... Uh, oh, what is it called? Oh, Conservation... I can't remember now. That was for um, that was for Earth Day. We did one for Earth Day that I can't Ooh. remember the name of at this point. Um, I've also seen, gosh, my goodness, uh, the Humane Society and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Goodness, what was your like? What was <laughs> I your most these memorable down. moment from a charity oh, stream? Um, I've had a few. I've had a few. Um, we were on front page for the the conservation one. That was really cool. Um, hitting 5K for St. Jude this year was incredible. But I think probably the most memorable was our total for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I actually did that when I got partnered. I gave all of my first month's sub revenue to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And that was one that's like... Oh, now, I'm going to try not to get emotional, but that one's really, really near and dear to my heart. Um, we'll be raising money for them again next month as like for my anniversary. But um, that one's really near and dear to my heart because of my past. And I know a lot of people have that in their in their history or somebody they know and they're really close to in their history. And um, I can't believe the amount of people that came forward during that entire month that said, thank you for doing this. Um, and like, like alongside me, we, I had another streamer come like in my DM say like, I let me know how much you raise and I will donate that same, like I'll match your donation. Aww. And yeah, it was like the outpouring of support that I had for that campaign was unmatched. Even if it wasn't like the most money I've ever raised for charity in a campaign, like that one, I think, was the most touching because it seemed to touch so many people. Um, that's probably rivaled only by raising the money that we did for Game Changer because I get to see those kids directly profit from that. Um, and that was really cool too. So we've that's had some cool. really good moments. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good moments. How did you actually get to see the kids that, well, that profited because I from talk, I talk to them every Thursday. Um, so one of the things that was really cool about that campaign in particular was that I could speak directly to where the, where the donation money was going. Like, you know, we can, we can spout facts, like this is what the organization does with your money. And we can say like, you know, so $1 does this for a kid, you know, in a hospital, we can say those facts and they're kind of dehumanized still. Even if you think like it's for the kids, it's for the kids. Like how often yes. do you hear that during St. Jude? And it's not incorrect. It's not, I'm not, I'm not taking that and saying that there isn't value in that because there's a ton of value in knowing where your money is going when you're doing a charity campaign. People love to know the facts behind it, but being able to say like, I work with these kids every Thursday. Let me tell you an anecdote about what we talked about last week. Let me tell you about this conversation that I had the first time I streamed for them. And then not only that, but then I was able to follow up, um, like, because I, I did the charity event and then literally the next day I streamed for the kids. So I talked to them about it. 
And I was able to share like without anybody's name or anything. I just like took screenshots of the comments that they did in chat. And I posted them in Discord was like, if anybody had any doubts that your money was going toward a good cause, like these kids are so grateful because they just are. They're so they're like they're really good kids. And I think having that personal touch with that that organization in particular was really cool. And I think that was a huge amount of the success of that campaign as well. So, yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> You're okay. You're okay. I know. It's, I know I, those kids are amazing. That's that's so beautiful. I get like I get emotional very easy. So that is yeah. I do too. I am a crier. Yeah, me too. Are you a crier or a buyer? <laughs> crier. I am a crier. Okay. Um I'm all right. Staying on topic. Charity streaming. Yes, this is fine. Okay. So let's let's think about like in the the mindset of someone who's still kind of growing their community, like hasn't hit partner mm-hmm. yet, but mm-hmm. they're interested in trying a charity stream for the very first time. Go for are, it. Are are you able ooh, okay. Are you able to <laughs> put like a viewership number to this when somebody should mm. start? Um I would say you need a consistent viewers. Mm-hmm. Any, <laughs> any consistent viewers, not I have three viewers, but they're not the same people coming back to my stream every time that probably unless you ha- unless you're part of a really great stream team that is maybe doing it collectively, then you can or you're part of a relay or a marathon, then I think you can have not that and be fine. Um, there are still ways that you can participate in charity if you don't have the consistent viewership. But I think any consistent viewers is kind of what you're looking for. But even if you don't and you want to try it, go for it. Because the way I look at it is if you raise a dollar, that's a dollar for charity that that charity didn't otherwise have. And in the case of St. Jude, speaking of knowing where your money goes, that means that you bought a mask for a kid in a hospital, which means that they can go out in the hall and socialize with other kids. That's a big oh deal. Oh, my God. <laughs> but... Like, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think... I think go for it. Um, just be realistic also at the same time. That's so beautiful. I love that. I love that so much. And I think it's it's true. There have been people who um, have, have asked whether or not they should do ch- charity streams. And I always say like, hey, just try it because you never know. And still money mm-hmm. is money. And those people like need, yeah. they need help financially. Like those resources cost a lot. They are very expensive. Don't know if you know much about the United States, like, you know, (laughs) pharmacologic. I don't even know what I'm saying here, but like healthcare (laughs) in the United States is like a meme in itself. Okay. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So they've decided that they want to try a charity event, regardless Mm -hmm. of what that viewership looks like. How Mm -hmm. does someone decide where to start? How do they choose their first event? Oh, that's a big one, too. Um, So... There are, I would say, do it on easy mode if you've never done it before, which means either get part of St. Jude because St. Jude has backing with Twitch. Um, They do two events a year. Most people don't know that. They do St. Jude Play Live in May, but then they do another second creative event coming up in December, which you can currently sign up for, by the way. They're currently looking for streamers. Um, So they do both of those 
There is possibility for front page times. You can get front page support, which is really cool. Um, a lot of times you can get on teams that are also doing campaigns. So again, you have team support, even if you're not necessarily a member of that team, keep that in mind. Um, team Sin Squad is notorious for just saying like, sign up under our team. And this year they had... Um, a backer who would just go to any person that was live on Team Sin Squad and just drop huge donation bombs. So people that weren't even part of the team itself because they were part of the team campaign, which I'll get to in a second, but like because they were part of that campaign, they had backers. And these are like smaller streamers too. So like there are a couple of ways that you can do it on easy mode. And I say do that as your first charity. Um if you don't want to do St. Jude in particular because you have something against them, that's totally fine. I get it. Whatever. Um, you go to Tiltify because Tiltify, again, has integration with Streamlabs. They have integration with Twitch. They make it really easy for you to set up a campaign. There are a ton of charities and it is super simple to create a campaign, push go live and make it all happen for yourself. Um, I would not suggest doing it through a third party for your first time. Like I've done it and it's not impossible if you don't have that kind of, like if they don't have Tiltify integration, I guess, um, it's still possible, but I wouldn't suggest doing it for your first time. Mm, love it. Is that a question? Yes, love it so much. <laughs> okay. okay, so chose their first event. Our next step is like, we've we've got our organization we're raising money for. We're going easy mode because Frank told us to. But what kind of, <laughs> what kind of work do we do in the very mm -hmm. beginning? So you'll want to set up a goal. That's probably your first thought is what how much do I hope to raise for this? And for that I usually say like look at how much you make on Twitch, like look at your Twitch metrics and look at what kind of time you want to put into this campaign. Is it going to be a month long campaign? Is it going to be a day? Is it going to be a long stream? Is it going to be just a regular short stream? That kind of stuff. And kind of pick something that is fairly realistic for yourself and for your community. Um, and there are, I mean, I don't know. The way I look at it is people will show up for charity. So even if they're not, if you, if you look at your metrics and you're like, well, I make $10 a month, like put it at 50 because you might hit it. And if you don't, fine. <laughs> like also always have that mindset. That is one of the, think the most important things to think about when you're thinking about doing a charity stream is like have the mindset of if you don't hit your goal, it's okay. It's okay if you hit zero dollars because you're trying and you're trying to do good and you're learning from that as well. Like the entire time you're going to learn from that. Yeah. But I would say definitely set up a goal. That's probably your first thing and you can incentivize it. You don't have to, that's again, up to you and your community. Like if that's something that your community responds to, mine sure does, then incentivize the crap out of it. Do it, do the thing. But if your community is like, now nah, I'll just show up and give you dollars because that's just what we do here, then you don't have to put that work in. You don't have to. You could, but you don't have to. Yeah. What are, like, what are some... A lot of, like, knowing your, your, your situation in your community, that goes into it for sure. Totally. What are some good incentives if someone were to make them? Oh, that's, again, based on your community. So for me, I'm fairly well known for not liking pickles. 
Um, so there's usually some kind of, I will dress up like a pickle. I will eat a pickle. I'll eat a pickle related thing, or I'll do something pickle related as an incentive. And it's usually like one of the final incentives. <laughs> um, for example, for the game changer, um, campaign, that was a one day campaign. And I had an astronomical goal of hitting $3,000 in one day. For my community, not for all communities, but for my community, that's a pretty big one. And I said, if we hit $3,000 in one day, which is not going to happen, then I will get in a bath of pickle juice. And I now own a kiddie pool, and I now also know the recipe on how to make pickle juice. So I would say, look at something that your community either likes or like something that you dislike. <laughs> <laughs> um, and kind of wrap your goals around that. There are some really easy, like really easy, like basic incentives that you can do. If you're like, I don't have that, which is fine. Like you can, you can totally do like write your name, write their name on your body, um, put a sticker on your face, put a googly eye on your face, write their name in a notebook. Um, I saw one that I thought was really, really sweet was that somebody wrote a letter to St. Jude um, with all of the donators usernames on it and then mailed that to St. Jude when they were done. I thought that was really cute and really sweet. And that's really simple that any community could do. Um, so there are a ton of incentives that you could do that are really like, I guess, generic as well. Like you don't have to make it all about your community, but I do think, I think it's more fun when it's like special to your community. Right. Whenever it's unique. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So if we're actually doing a charity stream, we've got everything like all set up. We've got the incentives good to go, but we're actually doing the stream. What kinds of things should a streamer remember to do or say during the actual broadcasts? Um, reminding people, I think, about like what the cause is for. Um, I think repeating yourself all the time about what you're doing and what the incentives are. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I say that all the time. Like you're going to answer the same questions over and over and over again. And I think being prepared to do that. Um, but I also think like one of the things to be prepared for is to let people know where their money is going and what it is good for. Um, I actually went into, I don't remember what they were raising money for. I just know it was a charity stream. And I, I did that thing where I was in a channel and then I went to bed and I woke up the next day and I was like, where am I? Because I'd been raided yes. over a couple of times. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all done this. Um, and I was like, I don't know where I am, but they are doing a charity stream and they are kind of heading. Like I sat there for maybe a half hour drinking my coffee. I was enjoying myself and, um, I saw zero donations coming in and I saw that their most recent donation was just a bomb of a donation. It was like $500. And I was like, he had like, uh, he was playing elder scrolls online and he had a thing enabled called drops where like people could get like in game loot if they, if they were in his channel. So he had like 2,500 viewers or something like that. And I was like, this dude is not utilizing this well. I know, I know he was raising money for St. Jude now that I think about it, because I, I used the $1, I used the $1 fact in his chat. I donated, I donated a dollar and I, my message in that donation was literally just, did you know that if you give a dollar to St. Jude, this is where it goes. 
And the dollars and the $5 and the $10 that came rolling in, he made like $1,500 in the next half hour that I was in that stream. And I was like, yeah, dude, like know where your money is going. Like no facts about the charity that you're raising money for. Because if you can't tell people where their money is going and if you can't say every dollar matters, here's what it does. Then like they they hear every dollar matters and they're like, yeah, okay, but the the five hundred dollars is way better, so and I can't afford that, so I'm not gonna donate. But like every dollar counts and it really does add up. So I I don't know. I think that is one of the things that you should really like have on hand and be ready to talk about. Yeah. And some of those campaigns will actually like send out emails with easy mm-hmm. things for you to talk about. Like Same things really that great you about that. Say. Yeah. And if not contact them. If you're planning ahead of time, contact them and tell them like, Hey, I'm looking to raise money. Can I get a breakdown? Um, and they might not have it or they might, you know, they might not have like that kind of fact. Um, St. Jude's really good about it. Cause I think they know that people are like saying those kinds of things. Um, so they've kind of like cultivated it to be good for streamers in that way. And that like that, document goes around every time St. Jude does a campaign. I see it like floating around on Twitter and floating around in discords and it's pretty easy to find. So, um, but I say, reach out, like reach out to the, or go to their website and just poke around yourself, do some research. It's not like that information is available if you want it. Right. They're really great with their, their site and being able to like speak to and present information for streamers. It's, it's amazing to see. Okay. So we've actually done the charity stream at this point. Is there any like post work that you think could be done for a a charity stream? Um, If you have incentives that you've set um, that are like for future streams, obviously there's work to be done for those. I advise against doing those as much as possible. Anything that you can do during the stream to make it so that it's not more work for yourself later um, is better. (laughs) Like anything that you can just be like, we're going to switch to this content right now, or I'm going to get pied in the face immediately, or this thing is going to happen right now. That saves you from a lot of work later, because I think it's really easy to say, I'll do this in a future stream, and I'll do this in a future stream, and I'll do that in a future stream, and have all of those incentives. And then you're like good now i have to do all of those things and it can be really exhausting to like i'm still catching up on incentives from the end of august (laughs) like i still have one that i have to do that i'm doing next week and like i'm still catching up on incentives it's really hard to like i got i got really backed up for saint jude and i got really backed up for uh, like a charity event that happened after and like you know it's like it's i don't advise doing that i really don't try to avoid it as much as possible. Sometimes you're like, it's, but that sounds fun. Um, what had, like, I think what happened with like the game changer one is I asked my community and all of those things, like the things that they wanted were my family on stream. And so I have like, I can't do that immediately. My family doesn't live near me. I have to schedule that with them. And so I still have those incentives coming up, like, because I'd still have to schedule those things. But beyond that, in terms of like wrapping up with the charity, not usually the campaign ends and you take your link down and, you know, you stop the, the, the spam of the chat, like with the, with the charity link. And that's about it. I think at that point, it's not like, I don't know. It's pretty, that, that itself wraps up pretty easily. I love it. You're like getting me hyped to do a charity stream. We haven't done one yet. <laughs> We've been do done it. one. So I'm like, it's let's really go. Fun. It's really fun. 
<laughs> okay, so we're going to open up for the Q&A now. If you all have any questions that you've been saving for us, feel free to throw them up in that chat. I have one last question for you, Frank. Mm -hmm. And that question is, what is your number one Twitch tip? Um, have fun. Aww. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> if you're not having fun, then nobody else is either. That's like, so good. Just enjoy what you're doing first and foremost. Yeah, no one wants to watch someone that's miserable. <laughs> no, they really don't. Like, I don't know. I think you can play a game that you're like only half into, but if you find yourself not enjoying the game anymore, like, don't play it anymore, you know? And if people question it, I actually had this happen recently. Like, I decided to play Fallout 3, and it's not that I wasn't enjoying the game, but I had some issues with it because it's an older game running on a newer system and that kind of compounded with somebody coming in on a blind playthrough of the game and spoiling it and I just got to the point where I was like you know what that my time is better spent playing a game that I'm going to enjoy and that we're all going to laugh at and that we don't have to take quite as seriously so we're going to have fun we're just going to have fun with this instead we're going to do something different yeah it's so important to like change up even ooh, that's a good question what if someone like halfway through the stream they're like i'm just not having fun with this like should they change in the middle of the stream and just switch over immediately with no plan i have nice. i definitely have i think i think it's completely up to you you it's and it's how how not have like how not fun you're having too i think if you get salty and you're not a salty streamer which like some streamers are and i think that can be good fun but I'm not a salty streamer. And so if somebody's watching me and all of a sudden I'm salty. I'm like, you're not getting you're not getting the same viewer, like the viewer experience that you would normally be getting on my channel. This isn't representative of my brand and who I am and what this channel is. And so if I'm not doing that for you, then I don't want to be doing this anymore. And so I do. I switch. I've only done it at like less than a handful of times, but I have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that almost comes back down to the the consistency conversation right? It's like, what's, what's ultimately most important? Is it consistency of like schedule in your brand? Or is it mm. you consistently streaming a thing that makes you miserable? <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think that you can easily, I, I don't know, I had to, I definitely had to say, like, we're not going to play this anymore. And I have had people ask, like, are you going to go back to follow? And I tell them, like, if I do, it'll be YouTube content at this point, like, it's going to be in a different way. It's not going to be live on stream. But, mm. you know, I think, yeah. yeah, I think being consistent to who you are is probably the, the first and foremost. Right. It's such a good call. Okay. Okay. I finally, okay, perfect. So new, <laughs> I was like trying to highlight something in chat for like a good three minutes know, there because it I'm... kept moving. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Nuvar asked, how would you go about doing a charity stream for a local charity? I would first check their website to see if they have a campaign available, um, an online campaign available, or contact somebody at the charity to see how they do charity events because they might have something set up. Um, you might be surprised what I'm, is what I'm saying of what they have set up. If they don't, um, you can collect on your own PayPal. I don't recommend it. It's not exactly like a hard no for me, but keep in mind that you will pay taxes on that. Yes, you can potentially get a tax return because it is a charitable donation, but be aware that anybody who's technically donating to you is not 
um, because they're not donating directly to the charity, they are not um, doing a, like they are not getting that same tax cut. So make sure you're, they're aware of that and that you're aware of that, that you are gonna pay taxes on whatever you get, even if everything you get is going to the charity. Um, and also I would be prepared to show proof that that's what you did um, because there will be people that will question it. They'll Whether or not they think you're a good person, they will come in and say, but how do I, how can I trust that you did that? How do I know that you did that? So be prepared to show proof that that's exactly what you did with your, with their money. Yes. And tell them that up front. Like, this is what I'm going to do to show you that that's what I'm doing. Um, it's one of the more dangerous ways to collect for charity. It's not exactly like, don't do it. But it's definitely like a, if you're going to do this, there's some things to know. <laughs> it's so. so good. That's such an important part is the is knowing like if it goes into your bank account, you have mm-hmm. to pay taxes on it. Mm-hmm. This is why Tiltify is amazing because it lets you put it into an account that like goes yep. to the charity. Full disclosure, Tiltify does take a cut, but it's minimal. Mm, I didn't know it's that. It's pretty small. Yeah, they do. It's like two percent or something like that Mm. might even be less than that it's pretty small i mean operating costs and stuff yeah exactly Smilebringer asked i hear or see often that people get burned out let's talk about preventing burnout oh well Mm. (laughs) i can speak to this actually so uh i stream six days a week that's a lot i work seven days a week i was at work before i came here tonight Um, This is seven days in a row now that I'm streaming and I start my Monday, quote unquote, tomorrow. (laughs) So I will continue to stream (laughs) tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, you know, and I continue. So I can absolutely speak to this. I am tired. And I told stream that yesterday. I went live because I was going to have to stream for the kids later anyway. I wasn't going to skip that. I don't skip that for the world because that is the best thing I've ever done with my life. So since I was going to have to stream anyway, I could have taken the day off and I could have said like, I... Because I'm streaming Friday, I'm going to take Thursday off instead. And I probably could have prepared ahead of time and said I should take Wednesday off. But then Maple Story released on Wednesday and I got excited about it. And so we didn't. Um, I would say schedule time for yourself is one thing. Um, and if you can't or lacking that, be flexible with what you do on stream as much as possible. So yesterday I went live and I said, here's the deal, guys. <laughs> I had to have a chat with myself this morning to convince myself to go live. I don't know that I want to play The Sims. I don't know that I want to build in The Sims, which is what I normally would do on a Thursday. And instead, I said, let's do whatever I want to do. So we chatted for a while. We played Marbles. We played Maple Story, And then I ended a little bit early because I was tired and I wanted some time for myself. And I think having that flexibility is kind of key to not burning out. Um, we say consistency, 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 but not to the point of burnout and because that's worse. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because then it like, it kills all of your momentum, right? It kills all of, it kills everything. If you burn out. Basically like if I had, if I had, if I get myself to the point of burnout, which like yesterday was great because I had a day that was so relaxed on stream and it just was like, it was kind of a throwaway day, but I was still live. So like for my viewers, it wasn't a throwaway day at all. It was just like, this isn't what my normal content is. So like, you know, we're just going to do kind of whatever. Um, 
And I think if I hadn't done that and I had really forced myself, what would end up happening is that I would want to take tomorrow off or I would want to take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. And I would be off for longer, basically. And yeah, that kills your momentum. So if you can prevent that and take a little bit of time at the end of a stream instead, like cut a stream a little bit early or just be flexible with your content. And like if you prevent the burnout before it happens, that's like way better because otherwise you're just off forever. It's like learning how to recognize the signs of your burnout. Like everyone's primary Mm. sign I think is really different. Mine is that whenever I like lay down at night, my mind is just racing and it does Mm. not stop and I can't go Mm -hmm. to sleep. It's like Ashley, are we the same person? Oh my god, I think we are. You're like (laughs) you're saying all the things I would say in your spot and I'm just like, yes, my queen right now. My freaking queen oh my goodness yeah it's, that is yeah that is definitely one of the things when I'm like when I'm sitting up at night thinking about all the things that I have to do the next day yes. and I can't sleep oh my gosh um, <laughs> like legitimately tweeted about this the other night because I was awake and I was just like this is all I can think about is my ridiculously long to-do list none of which I can get done in the middle of the night because it's all like places I had to go and things I had to do but all I can do is think about it and how early I have to wake up in the morning to get it all done. And <laughs> yep. And then you start going like, matter. well, okay, maybe this isn't mm-hmm. sustainable. And then you start like planning out new mm-hmm. stuff that you want to do. Like you mm-hmm. just can't get the brain to shut up. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes I will get up and like try to do some work and that helps because like then I can at least sleep <laughs> if I like get one thing off my plate. But in the cases of like, I just have to go places like if it's a day where I have to like run errands, it's the worst, the worst. (laughs) Yeah. It's horrifying. And you're completely right as you approach it from the other direction, which is don't let yourself burn out, like recognize the signs early Mm -hmm. and then take the steps that you need to take with intention. Right. I think there's a difference between like going so hard at streaming and and eventually being like, oh, I just, oh, I'm exhausted. I just can't yeah. stream anymore versus saying, I am yeah. going to take responsibility and I am going to cut stream short today and maybe even mm-hmm. tomorrow so that it's still there, but I'm I'm yes. respecting myself at that I, point. I actually, yes, yes, <laughs> so hard. I told stream yesterday when I said I was so tired, I was like, don't be surprised if I take a day off next week. Don't be surprised if there's a day next week that I am not live because I probably am going to need it as of right now. Like maybe I don't, but I don't be surprised because the reason I didn't take off yesterday was because I had an obligation later that night. And I don't know if you're like this, but if I have an obligation at any point during the day, my time leading up to that obligation is not relaxed. Even if that's what I want it to be, I cannot like I just sit there and wait. I just like I'm waiting for it. Like even if I'm like lounging on the couch and watching television, I'm just like, okay, but what could I be doing? And like my mind is still going. So like I just need a day where I have no obligations and I just give that to myself. And if I can't do that, then there's no point in me taking the time because I'm not going to be relaxed for it anyway. Right. It's so hard to do that too. Whenever like when you're a content creator, because it's Mm. literally you get to control the pace of how much you work. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can work as much as you want and there's always a new project. There's always ideas coming. There's always something else to do and, and things to fulfill and people to talk to and meet. And it's like, it's so hard to force yourself to 
just take a day off and don't do anything. Yes. Uh, I don't know how oh. to do it. <laughs> Still, I'm like, how do I do this? <laughs> I can't remember. I used to do it and now I don't. <laughs> okay. So true. Let's get into uh, my lady Gabriella's question, which was, are there any tips on the difference between organizing a charity stream for yourself versus for your stream team slash community? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's a big difference. Um, so when I did the front page for um, for Earth Day, that was for a group of casters. I organized a front page event. Um, I pitched it to front page and I said, These, this is the number of casters that are involved. This is the charity that we're going to do. This is when they're going to go live. You, coordinating people and wrangling people in to give you hard times and a hard date of when is going to work for them. At some point, you just have to be the person that says, this is when we're doing it. Do it or don't. Like sign up, tell yes. me yes or no now, because that is what I need from you. So if you're working with a group of people and you are going to be the one organizing it, be ready to tell people what to do <laughs> because we're all busy. We're all busy content creators. We're all busy people. And again, you have to make it easy for other people. And if you're not making it easy for other people, then your project is not going to get off the ground. If you're doing it for yourself, then you get to decide all of those things. You're not relying on somebody else. You're not asking somebody else to do any of those things. So you don't have to worry about everybody else's schedule. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You get to say like, oh, that day works for me to do a long stream. So let's do it. Like literally what I'm doing next month, I'm like looking at my calendar like, well, that day works best for me. So let's do it that day. <laughs> That's when you get to decide. There are some other things that I would like kind of suggest in terms of like paying attention to when holidays are and paying attention to when other big events are happening on Twitch or other big charity events, especially are happening on Twitch. Like you don't want to do things too close together so that you don't have that. There is such a thing as like community burnout or mm -hmm. community. Oh my gosh. Yes. We're basically like you've depleted their resources. So if you have a big crossover, let's say you have like a huge, huge crossover with, you know, your friend over there who's doing a charity event this weekend and you're going to play on a charity event the next weekend and like 80% of your community is also in their community. Fun fact, they've already used all of their resources. All of their, all of their spending money has gone to that event and yours is not going to be as successful. So paying attention to that stuff when you're like doing it for yourself, yes. But I would say like in terms of organizing a group, yeah, it's just be bossy. <laughs> be ready to be bossy anyway. Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to be super duper collaborative in a really like, like a really open way. At a certain point, there, there has to be one person saying like, this is when we're doing it. This is, this is your time slot. Congratulations. Like based on what you told me, I picked this time for you. Um, Someone has to Tiltify, control the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of Tiltify, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you how to do it, but they have tutorials <laughs> on how to set up like a team account. Every person has an individual campaign that goes like under a team, basically. So if that's what you're asking about, and it was a really simple question, I know it's not that hard. And I can't like, Tiltify is one of those things that every time I go to it, I remember how to use it. <laughs> Like, I have no idea. Otherwise, I just like go to the page and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how I make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> so the you, you actually also mentioned 
pitching Twitch's front page, which is what our next mm. question is completely about, which is from I'm Really Important. So he asked to possibly get on the front page. How can you contact Twitch about an upco- upcoming charity stream you're planning or any idea? If you want to get on the front page, how does this happen? So there is a charity discord. Um, let me see if I can. I don't know if I'm allowed to invite people, but if I can, I'm going to drop a link. Oh, dang. Here we go. Getting the secret sauce, y'all. You're getting there the is secret. There's a charity Discord. Um, did that work? Am I allowed to type things? There we go. I don't know if that worked. There we go. That is the charity Discord, the Twitch charity Discord. Um, there are a bunch of charity organizations in that Discord, as well as Alley Cat, who is the head of charity um, in mm, Twitch. Yes. She's so, amazing. Um, it's not exactly a secret. Because if you know Allie, then you know that she does all the charity stuff. I was introduced to Allie, and that is how I had the opportunity to pitch the front page. Um, Pitching doesn't mean you're going to get time, for one. um, But that is how you would go about it, is talking to Allie. Um, Allie doesn't exactly control front page, but she controls a lot of the charity stuff um, and what Twitch decides to promote. So she's the one that'll like put the word in for you. Um, So that's how I would kind of go about that, I guess. That's how I have. Anyway, I contacted Allie and was like, hey, yo, I have an idea. Nice. Is that what if someone is not wanting to do a charity event, but still wants to get on the front page? What would the resource for that be? Oh, that's a good question. I don't actually know. Um, The only other times I've been on front page, I was contacted by Twitch staff Mm -hmm. for a couple of other events. Like I was contacted by... Aurelian for Twitch Unity and Brittany for Twitch Pride. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. I know that for partners, there's a form we can fill out to do the spotlight or do um, like the the other, like whatever they call it, the partner. Oh, it's like the... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's like the partner spotlight and then there's something else that's like similar, but slightly yeah, scheduling. Yeah, it's like the featured... <laughs> streamer yeah. or something yeah, yeah on so twitch weekly a, yeah i know that there's a form that you can fill out for those um but those are for partners so other than that i don't know um what i would suggest if you want to pitch something to front page is to i would suggest you do a charity thing um there are other contacts that i know not me have <laughs> that will like help you get on front page for just like events like um I don't know if you guys know who Azili is, but I know that they organized something for like a challenge for City Skylines. And they had a bunch of casters kind of in on that and it had nothing to do with charity. It was just a bunch of casters that were in on it. And she pitched that to front page. But I think that was through some other contact. I don't think that was through Allie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it changes all the time, depending on like what kind of content Twitch is promoting. If there's like an event Mm -hmm. that month. So like the St. Jude stuff in December and in May. They're always going to have St. Jude people on the front page. Um, Whenever they came out with charity streaming, when they came out with, you know, fitness streaming, when they came out with lifestyle based streaming, the beauty streaming stuff was Mm -hmm. on all of Mm -hmm. this stuff is like what they're trying to do is one highlight new new content to show off the best of the best which is the people that are already on the platform uh show charity content and then show like super just unique ideas they do that like randomly Mm -hmm. from time to time too so it's like pretty difficult if you think there's three million casters that would love some front page time exactly (laughs) not an easy process 
um, I found that the charity stream that I organized that was on front page, we made topical. It was for Earth Day, like right around the day of Earth Day. And we made it uh, like a conservation based organization that we were raising money for to kind of like keep it all. So it made sense. Like it made sense with the time. So definitely like consider that as well. I find that if you're going to pitch something, just being like, hey, I'm doing this cool thing is not really enough. But saying like a group of us is doing this cool, a group of us are doing this cool thing. I can grammar Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) like that would be probably a better way to pitch something to front page because I think they'll just be like, oh, cool. We can highlight a marathon of people. I'm in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our next question is from Chloe who asked, this is such a good question. I'm, you're going to love this one because I love this one. So I know you're going to, cause we're the same person. <laughs> so <laughs> she or Chloe asked, how do you keep a group of people motivated to keep going if they feel they haven't achieved as much as others? Oh, stop comparing yourself to other people. That's just a note to everyone. <laughs> it's also a note to myself <laughs> to stop comparing yourself to other people. Their accomplishments are not your accomplishments. Sometimes it's even hard to compare yourself to your past self. Um, I had to stop comparing myself to like pre-partner me or like directly post-partner me even because I look back on this last year and I'm so different. I'm so different. So like keep in mind like what you want and what you want to accomplish. Um, I think like helping them to focus in is probably the best thing you can do for somebody that's like, I don't know that I can keep going. This person has so much more success, quote unquote, than I do. How do I, how do I keep myself motivated to do this thing? Huh? Yeah. Just like, look at what you want to accomplish and say, like, remember that everybody does things differently and everybody's communities is different are different. Gosh, why? Why? Verbs are hard today. Right? That's me every day. (laughs) So like, like, for instance, you can look at a community and say, they just show up for whatever game that person plays. And that's not fair. And you can you can say that. But what is that actually getting you? That's not doing anything for you and your content. That's doing nothing but making you feel bad. So instead, you got to look at, well, like, my community doesn't do that. My community doesn't show up for any content that I do, but I want them to. So what can I do to motivate them to show up for any content Mm -hmm. that I do? Well, maybe I do a special cosplay on a day that I'm playing a game that I think they might not want to watch, but they don't want to miss out on that. So they're going to be there. Or maybe I have a special co-op that I'm doing on that day. Or maybe I like get, do a giveaway on that day so that you kind of like, this sounds terrible, but you're kind of training them. Like, even if I'm not playing your favorite game, you still want to be here because that reminds them like, I'm here for more than just this game. I'm here for this community. I'm here for this caster. Like, and I, I also would suggest like when you want to play something that's different or when you want to do something that's different, just twist it slightly first and then twist it further. Like do variations slowly. Mm. (laughs) But like, I think you have to look at like what works in your community. Again, I come back to like, when I do charity streams, I incentivize the poop out of them because that's what my community responds to. They want to see me eat a pickle. 
like really badly. So they're going to do almost anything to make me eat a pickle. Like I, I don't have like, I don't have the magic to tell you how to make it happen without that, because that's not what I know. I know that my community likes those incentives. So I play to that because it works for us and it makes sense. Right. And it's so important too to, I think, acknowledge that you might you might just think from time to time and and compare yourself to people automatically. I think like mm-hmm. that's human nature is to kind of like try to keep up with the Joneses, right? That's why that's a saying is yeah. because so many of us try to do it. But yeah, I think it's sure. it's what you do after you have that thought that really matters. If you put so mm-hmm. much time and energy into looking at what someone else is doing, like looking at the way that, you know, their charity streams are running or maybe they're getting crazy sub gifts or, or sub trains or whatever yeah. is happening in somebody else's space that's time that you're taking away from you to be focusing on making your own space just as good as theirs is right and just as you if you want that like do the work to get that don't focus mm-hmm. on what you don't have focus on what you do have and oh, exactly that is, and amplify it just amplify yes. it turn it up mm. turn it up look at what you have and turn it up because that's what that's what makes that's what makes a, a stream grow is saying like this is working for us so Let's do that, but let's do it more. Right. How do we 10x that? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. So good. Daiko asked, what are some goals you've hit slash wanted to hit during your time raising money for charity? Who are some streamers you've wanted to do something with but haven't got to yet because of scheduling issues? Ooh, oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. First things first. Um, we hit over $15,000 raised total as a community um, that's in like my entire career of charity. And I am so freaking stoked about that. I think that is amazing. That's a ridiculous number. Um, we hit $5,000 for St. Jude. We smashed an over $3,000 goal in one heckin' day. All of those things were like astronomical to me when it comes to charity. I cannot believe it. Um, I am so excited for next month and to see what we're going to do. We are less than $500 away from my 10K goal this year of raising money just this year for charity. And I think we're going to maybe crush it. (laughs) I think we're maybe going to crush it. I think we're maybe going to see well over 10K this year. And I'm really excited about that. Um, Damn, damn, got you back. Lots of, (laughs) lots of really, I actually, I'm really excited about next month. Can I plug it? Yeah, do it. So next month is my partner anniversary. We're raising money for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I will have merch available. That's all like special merch. All those proceeds will be going to the charity cause. I will be giving $1 for every sub point that I have at the end of the month to charity out of my own pocket. We'll have special events. I have incentives up the wazoo and not just silly things that I'm going to do on stream, but really cool gear that I'm giving away, headsets, mouse pads, an internal capture card. Um, hello? I'm sorry, what? What? Um, hello? (laughs) I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked about next month. It's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, okay. So take (laughs) my money. So basically what you're telling me is that November I'm going to be, like, broke, right? (laughs) I always say that if, if, like... There are some charities, like the month of May, I literally budget out like this is how much I'm going to give to charity this month because St. Jude Play Live is so big. And I'm like, I want to support everybody's campaigns. So I always am like, I'm going to set aside this amount of spending dollars for that for that month just for charity. (laughs) 
That's so smart. <laughs> I'm super stoked about next month, though. This is probably the hardest I've ever worked on a charity campaign and the most excited I've ever been about one as well. So I can't wait to see it. What day is that going to happen? Um, I'm thinking it might happen on November 3rd, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll be campaigning all throughout the month. So like the, one of the big events is going to happen on the 3rd. I'll probably have one later in the month. But the first big event is going to my partnership anniversary is on the 4th, which is a Sunday, which isn't a great day for a long stream. Yeah. So I think we're going to do it on the Saturday before. Mm. So I'm, I'm so excited. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Our, yeah, let's go. <laughs> our last question here is from Penella Squish, who this is, this is a good one, too. Frank, what do you think about setting boundaries as a streamer with viewers mm. and tippers and mods in the vein yeah. that some people feel they're entitled to your time? Nope. They aren't. <laughs> you know who's entitled my to my time? Me. My time is important to me. I have like zero time. <laughs> zero. Zero time. My life is so scheduled out. I have to plan like when I'm going to hang out with my partner. It is so scheduled out. I have zero time. If you think you are entitled to my time just because you gave me a dollar, you can have your dollar back. And I think it's really important to just be firm about that. Um, We have people come into the Sims community is notorious for this. We have people come in and say, if you kill your Sim, I'll donate $50. And my mods will literally time them out and say, don't tell the streamer what to do. Because quite frankly, whether or not they said that they shouldn't be telling me what to do, but like adding a dollar amount to that and me going like, okay, like I'm not a hooker. I don't do things. I don't perform for money. That is not what you tip because you enjoy the content and you say, I understand that this is your job and that you can't do this unless you get some kind of financial support for it, that you would have to go do a more traditional job if you didn't have financial support for it. So I'm going to keep this show, my favorite show running by giving you some dollars, whether that's in a monthly pledge in the form of a sub, or it's by helping somebody else out in the form of a gift sub, whether that's a straight up tip or bits or whatever you're having fun. And we do, we gamify all of it because that makes it more fun for you guys. But like, that's what it is. It's keeping the show on air. It's saying, we don't want you to get canceled. And that's all it is. And if you think it's more than that, you don't have to do it. And I will shut it down, (laughs) shut it down. And you have to be firm about it, I think, from the start and be firm about it. If you have a regular that's coming in that all of a sudden does it, you tell them, hey, listen, you are setting the tone of the chat for everybody else that's never been here before. They're seeing this person who has a sub badge for six months and they're saying this thing to me and I'm not saying anything to it. Like, no, you shut that person down, too, because they're an example for everybody else in the community that that's what you put up with. So, yeah, set boundaries, set them early, set them firmly. (laughs) My like my queen. Hey, (laughs) hey, okay. I got I got a little heated, but yeah, (laughs) this is like literally just soapbox twitch.tv slash soapboxing constantly. So don't you worry. Don't you worry. They love it. (laughs) We have an Ashney preach emote for a reason. (laughs) Okay. Where can everyone go to, to find you, Frank? Um, anywhere but my house. (laughs) 
Um, no, I'm Frank the Pegasus across the board. Pretty much anywhere you want to find me, that's where you're going to find me. <laughs> oh, that's 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 perfect. We love you. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure that you follow Frank at twitter.com slash Frank the Pegasus. Frank the Pegasus on Twitch, just everywhere that you can find her. She's, as you can tell, an absolutely incredible person, fantastic streamer. I Frank, thank you so much for coming on the show. I don't know what to say other than you're amazing. And please keep doing what you're doing because there is so much brightness in your future. And I love you. All right. Follow Frank. Make sure that you head over to wherever and follow Ashney Christ. You can also get one-on-one stream coaching if you are struggling with anything as a creator at patreon.com slash Ashney Christ. That's really hard to get into because it it is generally sold out (laughs) but make sure that you pay attention like the beginning of the month which should be around now so the first to the fourth of the month is usually the best time to get in there if you want to get some stream coaching or some group coaching or even if you just get onto our patreon you're invited to the group coaching all the all the patreon meetings that we do if you just want to listen in you're totally welcome to so Love you all so much. I hope that you enjoyed. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.